boys, it's good to be back. It's great to be back. It's good to be back in here. This is my first one back in here, the podcast. Guess what? It's another episode of Hef, Sam, and Dan on the fan. Getting a little groovy On demand. I love jazz. Well, that's not jazz, but I like... (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I I like funk music. I, I like something that, like, no matter what you're doing, you kind of just, you feel that groove, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's nice. I, uh, You want to hear it so, again here? Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what episode is this? 26? You know what? Don't worry about it. I don't know. It's one of the episodes. Hey, guys, guess what? I So I wasn't here last time. Uh, yeah. I almost said last week. I don't think it was. Was it last week? It was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. Yeah, um, well, I think we're just going to be be a bi-weekly podcast that occasionally happens every week. Yeah. It's <laughs> listen, life gets in the way. Uh so this is my first time being back in here. It's very good to be back. Um a lot has happened in 2 weeks. Several things. The Packers are really good. Um the Brewers were not. Uh the Bucks are gone and uh the NFL could be gone potentially. So last the week NFL's not going to be gone. No. They, they make too much money to be gone. Exactly. Uh, so it was, what was it, Monday or Tuesday, positive tests were found in Tennessee uh, for the Titans, or was it was it Tuesday? Uh, it was one of those days. Early this week, we'll just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it was either Monday or Tuesday. They shut everything down. It was like three players, five personnel, and as the week has gone on, it's gotten, gotten worse and worse. Today, a couple of more Titans tested positive, so that's what, like 11 or 12 right. players? but the good news is that... None of the Minnesota Vikings, who they played on Sunday, Which is have tested positive. Shocking! It, it is pretty stunning. I don't really know how that has worked out, but it's true. Somehow the Vikings are clear of all of that, and they will play their game on Sunday. Which is remarkable, considering where the week started, and the so that kind of threw off the whole schedule. But the NFL, I give them a lot of credit. They did a good job of really quickly finding a solution for that canceled game right. between the Titans and the Steelers. And I feel bad for the Steelers because they're like, well, what did we do wrong? We just lost our bye week because this team got COVID. Man. But, I mean, that's they. I don't want to say they signed up for it, but it's it's kind of just the one of the repercussions of this year. Sometimes you're going to get screwed. But they they're playing, what is it, week seven now, week eight instead? Uh, yeah, I think their game got moved to week seven and then the week or they got moved to week eight and the week eight matchup between the, the Ravens, Ravens and, the Steelers. and Steelers got moved to week seven. Okay. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Now you get Derek Henley and Lamar Jackson back to back. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Oh man. oh, man. So that's been tough to deal with. I think everyone knew that uh, an outbreak was going to happen eventually. Especially yeah, as we get into no the colder we season. We there's no way we're going to avoid this. Like, And there's no. going to be more. And like, the, the thing is, I feel rather confident in, in this. And it's going to look bad at times. It is. Cause, but baseball just did all of this, too. And, and, and they play on a daily basis. And they did way more traveling than what the NFL did. Right. To be fair, though, the NFL is much more of a contact sport. Right. You're in closer proximities to people. You got but way but, bigger training like staff and facilities correct. and all that. But the but I think that they are going to be able to get it done because there's, like you said, more personnel, more player right. personnel, and less travel, more time in between games where they can sit down and really figure this 
figure this out and how they're going to reschedule this game. We might see games on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays. I'm, like, yeah. who who knows what's really going to happen here? Yeah. By weeks that are originally scheduled are going to be gone. It's going to drive fantasy football owners crazy, oh, wondering who we'll, is going right. to play. We'll get into that because I want to talk about that. Right. But overall... I do have hope for this season still. I'm not losing hope by any means. It's going to be tricky. There are going to be games that are going to be considered unfair, like this upcoming game, if they do play between the Patriots and Chiefs, which just happened pretty much moments before we decided to come on air today. Cam right. Newton tested positive. And then And reports are there are some Chiefs players that are positive. Yeah, it's the but... Chiefs back it's the Chiefs practice squad quarterback, former uh St. Louis Battlehawks QB, Jordan Ta'amu. Um, he was also the former quarterback at uh, ooh Texas Ole Miss. It was Ole Miss. Um, unfortunately, he was also was it Jordan te- Tamu. Yeah, Jordan Tamu. He was in the XFL. Yeah, I just said that. He Sorry, played for the St. Louis Battlehawks. I was pulling up Adam Schefter's. Uh, no, Twitter. it's all good. Uh, so and I wasn't listening. That's not necessarily. <laughs> that's not necessarily the best case scenario for the Patriots because now they're going to be playing the best team in the NFL in the oh. Kansas City Chiefs with Jarrett Stidham as the starting QB. What's up? You ready Evan? for this? What's According up? to Field Yates, if Chiefs Patriots is indeed played on Tuesday, which is now looking pretty possible, the Chiefs would enter a major schedule crunch with three games in nine days oh. as they play Buffalo on Thursday night in week six. Whoa. So do you know who you, their other opponent would be? Uh, I mean, not that it really matters. The other like, opponent those are three is tough teams. Yeah. Raiders. So they the, they play the Patriots, an interdivision rival, on a Tuesday, and then the Bills, the Red Hot Bills. Yep. No. So oh, what the NFL needs to what? do, and we found that they can move times and games around. Move that Thursday night to Monday night. Well, and I'm or gonna, Sunday night. I'm going to give Gary credit because Gary, like. He said, "Why the hell are we not starting the season with two or three bye weeks?" Yeah, where oh, that'd exactly be so smart. that? Listen, that's what I've been preaching forever. Add a week eighteen, especially in a year like this, right? Because it, you're going to need to make up games. Yeah, the thing is, that's just what's going to end up happening. We're going to have an extra two weeks between the last regular season game and the playoffs because they're going to need to reschedule. I think games. so. You and have hey, a week that, buffer before the Super Bowl too, like. Use that to your advantage. Right. That's not bad, too, because those teams that aren't affected by this and those teams that are in playoff contention, now your star players get X right. amount of more days of rest, which is good for the playoffs. So, yeah. But going back to what you guys initially said, like, yeah, props to the NFL for getting this done, but we also have to acknowledge, like, they really had no plan up until this weekend, so we can't really give them all the credit. It's, yeah. it's kind of like baseball where they're just figuring it out on the fly. Like I said on Tuesday, like this is the litmus test. Baseball right. had their litmus test with the Marlins and the Cardinals. Bes- besides the Cardinals, they they came out of it pretty unscathed. Like right. I don't think many teams had positives, and yeah. if they did, it was like to a minimum. But right. What, but what happens in the NFL if all of a sudden in the same week we have multiple teams test positive? And now you're really affecting well, all their schedules. And also and, right. in the NFL, so. what happens if a Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson gets it? That's going to be far different than if Robert Tanyan gets it. Well, right, and Cam Newton's the biggest name up until this point. Yeah. I would that, say. Well, that we know of. That we don't we know, know of. who the Titans right, but, but are. It's, but it's even more important because it's the quarterback position. Right. Like, this is the first NFL quarterback we're seeing that has tested positive for the virus. Yeah, if it was Tannehill, they would have come out and said it was Tannehill. Probably. Right. Or it would have leaked that it was Tannehill. Right. Derrick Henry or whatever. Right. Or Derrick Henry or A.J. Brown or who, right. who, who. Like, yesterday I saw it was Adam Humphreys and, like, a third-string corner. 
or are there two people that tested positive, two of their whatever people that tested positive in yeah. Tennessee? But for it to be Cam Newton, to be the leader of the Patriots, who are probably, you know, the best dynasty, quote unquote, even though it's not necessarily dynasty anymore, but the best dynasty. They've in, looked good, though. They have looked good, yeah. really good. But they're the best dynasty under Bill Belichick in sports history. I think we can all agree. It's been uh, 20 plus years of dominance in football, which I mean, is hardly obviously seen. Obviously, depends on what you want to say about basketball in the 60s with the Celtics, but like. Uh, that's fine. But in the 90s with Jordan and the Bulls. But okay, anyway. I, I, yeah, uh, whatever. That's it's a semantics. It's semantics, day. correct. I'm not making that's a That's for when statement. the NFL is canceled in a week or two and we have to find things to talk about. <laughs> the NFL is not getting canceled. It's I'm not. not no, it's I'm not. with you. No. There's baseball now. Yeah. Evan well, was also the Mr. Doom and Gloom when it came to baseball. He was telling me after the first week of the season, and the Mar- the Marlins are all sick. We're all we're gonna lose baseball. It's over before it even starts. And now the Marlins well, are in so the second I, round of the playoffs, what I, what, and they yeah. they beat the Cubs. Well, thanks to Jesus. Shout out to Miami. Shout out Miami. Yeah, never lost a playoff series. What I said needed to be done then was you take two weeks off, you quarantine everyone, and you start over again. And I think if more and more tests are happening, and like if seven teams have not necessarily outbreaks, but if they have positive tests. You might need to take a week or two break, isolate those guys, make sure there's no new cases, and then go back into the season. That whole two-week bye thing just makes so much sense, and it's kind it of— It makes sense in a regular season. It's their fault that they didn't implement that because the NFL, before all this happened, they were just acting like COVID wasn't even a thing. Right. Like, they're not—yeah, they did the draft virtually and all that, but, mm-hmm. like, the whole offseason and everything, like, they were not— like, we are going to go on no matter what, and COVID cannot stop us. Right. I mean, I would generally agree with that. And they they kind of took the approach that, like, this is a regular season, and if something happens, we'll adjust. We're the NFL. Like. Right. But, the but so, and I get that to a degree, because, like, how much can you actually plan for the unknown? Like, well, like it's, it's known that you're going to have a positive case at some point, but, like, there's so many different details that have to go into place depending on which team and which players test positive well i mean they don't really have too many excuses though because they had the mlb and the nba before their season even right started but they they pretty much the agreed nba the, showed how to do it right but yeah. they pretty the nfl pretty much agreed they weren't going to do a bubble the bubble no, uh, I, the bubble obviously the nhl and the nba yeah. proved the bubble is the best way to go about all mm-hmm. of this you can't do a bubble for nfl Right, There's I agree. But, but so many people. What I think, I think that with the money and resources they have, they could do something like it, where in every single city they have hotels completely rented out, yeah. so that no one else is staying there. The staff is only working for them, getting tested regularly. They would have a, a list of approved restaurants, like the NBA bubble does. They, the only place that they're going is to their hotel room. Which, you know, maybe, I don't know, add a hot tub or something, make them like feel like they have some amenities, but they need to find a way to make it a bubble. See if, I mean, they, I don't know how many teams have their own private plane, but I would imagine most of them do. do. (laughs) Have, Have they had any discussions about a playoff bubble? Because I think that's yes. I think, uh, I think that's plausible. I I think that's probably the most likely thing. They'll play the regular season, quote unquote, normal, and then yeah. they'll. Yeah, but at this point, I wonder also, now that you know we're seeing test players test positive, what's going to happen with the fans? Because some of these stadiums have a lot, and I haven't heard really anybody talking about this. But some of the stadiums across the country, like in week one, the the Chiefs, Chiefs literally the first yeah, game, yeah, they had, had like seventeen thousand fans. Like, I I I don't understand how 
if players are testing positive, you can have fans in the stands as well. I agree. And that's that's yeah. something I think that's going to be up for debate a little bit. And also, like, in, at both the collegiate and the NFL level, the, when there have been fans in the stands, I think players, like, lose track of the world because they're playing a game. And they go and, like, start interacting with the fans. I've seen it plenty of times in college football already. I, yeah. Like, I there was I I was working for PFF the South Carolina Tennessee game and a South Carolina player scored a touchdown and literally ran right up to the stands and high fived like oh, two fans ab- absolutely and it's just like what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing it's so weird have you guys seen the uh, mic'd up in NFL from this past weekend no, no I haven't so JJ Watt in that Pittsburgh Steelers game there was a moment where it was just so quiet in the stadium that. He was like, you can hear the Goodyear blimp was above him. He's like, you can hear the Goodyear blimp. And all of a sudden, they show the next play. It's Deshaun Watson, you know, pre-snap and all that. And there's just nothing. You can hear Deshaun. Deshaun's like whispering damn near. That's so weird. Because he's trying not to, you know, call out too much. It's just. That's so weird. I think I think to an extent, like the, the fake crowd noise, it's. It's not enough. But. Well, yeah, Bakhtiari basically told us that it's nothing. Yeah, he's you like, can't barely hear it. Yeah, he's like, based on what we hear from fans in the stands, like, it's nothing. And if people well, do that's... have fans in the stands, there's not enough people there. Like, it's genuine cheering. But the yeah. thing is, like, it's even quieter than what they put play over the speakers. Well, And that's that's how they design stadiums, too, because they design the speakers to be, like, into the crowds but not on the field. Right. The field, because they figure you have to be able to hear your calls and everything. Right. It's like... When you're on the NBA court, you can see them like talking to each other like it's nothing. But you like, even if you're sitting courtside, like for media or whatever, you can't hear them. No, it's it's something weird about how the audio works. Like when it goes down to the floor, mm-hmm. it's like, and it's it's like the speakers are angled like kind of out but not down or something. I, I don't like know. I don't understand physics. I got an English and <laughs> journalism degree from UWM, but I. Yeah, the crowd noise, it's more for the people at home, which, to be fair, especially with baseball, they've done a really good job of. Like Baseball has done if, a good if job. If they didn't show the stands, you probably would have figured that the crowd was there. Yeah, it's true. Because, the I mean, the thing is they have that ambient noise in between, mm-hmm. and you know exactly that noise I'm talking about. You're sitting there at a Brewers game in between pitches, and you hear murmuring across the entire stadium. Peanuts. That's one of my... I didn't realize how much I loved that sound until I heard it on a game like through fake crowd noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that sound so much. You could fall asleep but, to it. Yeah, legitimately. I mean, well, that's not at a baseball game, though, because I love baseball, and I would never fall asleep at a baseball game because I love baseball. Um, <laughs> right. But at home, while you're sitting no, on a couch watching a baseball game, you don't necessarily care well, about Well, yeah, if I'm watching the Dodgers and the Brewers in the uh, NL wildcard and the game ends at 3 in the morning, like, yeah. Yeah. That was bad. That was that's bad. that's a topic that we'll get to in a little bit. But going back to the NFL, I think that this is we've we've done like rule change ideas for baseball before. I think it would be interesting one day for us to do one for football. Mm-hmm. My first one, and it's a conversation for another day, but is just adding another bye week in general. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like the Packers right now, if if the season was normal, their bye week is week five, which means they then have to play. 12 weeks in a row to finish right. the season. How does that work? And then, you That's know, like in school when in high school and there would be like three different lunch periods and you'd have your lunch period at 1045 and then you had to go until three o'clock mm-hmm. the rest of the day in classes. Like that's what it feels like. If you're a player, that has to be the worst thing ever because, yeah, you're probably a little bit tired week four, week five, but 
knowing that you have to go 12 weeks after that without a break, like right. that's ridiculous. <laughs> and if you want to make it to the Super Bowl, it's in like another four or five weeks. Right. So basically your next four months after your bye week, if you're a Super Bowl team with a week five bye week, you don't get to stop and It happened for the 49ers last year. The and, 49ers last year And they year burned out. Week four bye. Yeah, I hate that. Hate it, it. Is, it is very strange. I but agree. I know that they have to have as many games as possible. Like they have to optimize it. Mm-hmm. But- have it be like so. There's 32 teams. Have it be like, uh, I guess the math wouldn't work out, but like six teams a week for like five weeks. So like, I don't know, through like week 10, week 11. The mental math isn't gonna work right here. It's okay. I just you're, woke you're up. You're trying though. That's what that's what matters. You can see the like the hamster running in my head. <laughs> but think about this Packers season. They have a bye week, week five. But imagine if they had one in week 13 as well. Oh, yeah. Man. No, that would be nice. That would be nice. I feel like that's coming in the next CBA. Yeah, which is in 10 years. So. Oh, they did just <laughs> sign one, didn't they? Shoot. Yeah. So, I mean, we got a long way to go there. But I'm, I'm not going to be alive. Let's talk about the Packers this week. Speaking let's of the Packers. away from COVID a little bit. Talk a little bit of about a game that actually is going to happen, at least and up until this point. quick recap of the Saints game, uh, the Packers won. Yeah. Because Taysom Hill sucks. Yeah, Taysom Hill's Dumb. He's paid thirty million dollars to fumble the ball is in Taysom a late. Is Hill dumb or is Sean Payton dumb? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Well, if you're using two quarterbacks, you might as well throw in the third with Jameis Winston. Right. That's all I'm saying. That's Bro, it's... give me Jameis. <laughs> Start Jameis right now. Drew Brees is not it anymore. Give me. Well, Drew Brees was his top target. Well, no, I, no. I, I, I agree. I agree. He's, all he does is check down. Which I, I agree. It's the Tom Brady way. That's why the Patriots were so good. Well, Tom Brady can't throw the ball down for anymore. You have to be happy, but well, I, t- I tweeted out before the Saints game. I'm like, just dare Drew Brees to throw past 15 yards, and, and he good. didn't. No, and he didn't. Yeah, he did. But you know who would? Jameis Winston, who had LASIK surgery. People forget. Hashtag people forget that he had LASIK surgery so he can see the linebackers now. I understand, he, but he also threw 30 interceptions Yes, because last he couldn't year. see the Not linebackers. Look, he couldn't see the linebackers. All we're saying is free Jameis 2021. Uh, yes, free Jameis. Okay, so the Packers. Look at the people who have a starting job right now. You mean to tell me Jameis wouldn't be starting in Denver? He would be. 100% he would be. Or in New York. Both. I don't Both. think he would start either. Both of them. I don't think he would, would start either of those places. I would take James over Darnold or Jones. Oh, my God. I Darnold, Darnold is booty cheeks. They're, they're trying to learn still. They're in the learning process. So I still have hope oh. for Sam Darnold. Darnold. I, think, I, I think that Sam Darnold is no. a talented well, quarterback. Look, it's hard to learn when you got Adam Gase. Correct. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's the Jets true. have the worst offense and the worst defense in football. I think Daniel Jones will be better than Sam what Darnold. What weapons does Sam Darnold have outside of Jameson Crowder right now? Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Uh, imagine he's hurt. Oh yeah, that's right. Who does he have? He doesn't have an offensive line either. I believe that Sam Darnold is a talented quarterback. He's just in the worst situation in the league. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they play. They play the Falcons. The Falcons on Monday night. The status on Devontae Adams is not yet known. He did practice the Same last two days, Clark. which is great for both of them. I, if I'm the Packers, I'm still really easy with Devontae because you need him the rest of the season if it happens. The bad so, news is. I think he plays, though. Alan Lazard is out Which for out of a nowhere. month or two. At least, yeah. yeah. At least. That it's, came out of nowhere. It's yeah. weird when you're like, you know, you leave the game and you think you're fine, but then, you know, you show up on the injury report the next like, day or two and all that. It had to have been on that diving catch. Oh, yeah. It had to have been. See, I was wondering also if it was on uh, the the pass interference penalty in the end zone. 
because the corner be. grabbed him in kind of an awkward way. Uh, yeah. It, the one where Rogers Rogers got him to jump off sides. Yeah. It was in the fourth quarter, and then he threw it up to him, and then the corner was like grabbing his arm oh, yeah, behind he his was, back. Like, trying to catch but he tried yeah, to reverse yeah, yeah, yeah. behind the other way. It was Good a really old awkward Janoris position. Jenkins always up to something. That that possession, by the way, was one of my favorite Packers possessions in a long time. Especially that goal line, like I don't want to say stand, but like we had like seven tries at the end zone, and then we would be like, "All right, uh, that didn't work. Let's just get a pass interference in the end zone. We'll try it again from square one." <laughs> Quick note: and they did it like three times. What's the point of drafting a power back in the second round if you? Yeah, I don't. At least I don't understand. I don't situation. understand that. Could have had Chase Claypool. Could have had a here's Zach the thing. Bond. Like Higgins. you're saying that, oh, no, yes. But what happens when Dylan doesn't pick up the first down, and then everybody's saying, "Oh, the Packers have a top well, no, five running back in the touchdown. league." If it's, it's if it's carry. first, if it's first and goal on the the goal line, and you have this dude who's supposed to be like Derrick Henry Light. You better use him on that goal line. I understand what you're saying, but there was also the fourth down play. I think that a lot of people were bitching about in terms of AJ Dillon running, uh, that where he should have run the ball. But the, uh, what I'm saying is, no, that's like, that's a tough spot to put a dude I, in. Right? I, I think I honestly think that running Aaron Jones there is the right decision. He's a top yeah. five running back in the league. No, yeah. I, want, I want Jones there. I the would. Down I he was cooking already. Yeah. Jones there than AJ Dillon in both yeah. situations. But I'm just saying, I agree. when you're on the goal line and you can have your lineman just like push you in. I mean, come on. And dude's, like, strong as hell and, like, yeah. a hey, big boy. Did you know A.J. Dillon has big legs? Really? What, what did a, this is the what first did, I've ever heard. What did Mike Clemens say? The thickest the, thighs I've ever seen. The thickest thighs and half muscles ever seen. Right. In yeah. so, Packers training camp. Uh, so, thanks, Mike. Uh, the more important question is, do we think the Falcons will blow another lead? So I I've been going back and forth on this. We were arguing about this. Yeah, yesterday, we were arguing about this yesterday. So go ahead, you start. So I think the Packers are going to win, right? But this has the making of a trap game, which is right. funny because the Falcons are a good team they who are zero and three because well they had a couple of tough matchups and then they just like poop the bed. Like it was yes. pretty bad. It Imagine. Was bad. Losing a 15-point lead to the Bears in the fourth quarter. Well, when Nick Foles comes in with the visor. I mean, I that mean, is big uh, big blank Nick. He's got a third He's, leg. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. So here's my thing with the game. Uh, I'm worried. This is the first game this season where I'm, like, a little bit concerned with the Packers. I agree. I and, agree. And because Lazard is out and because Devontae will be limited if he even does play – and same situation kind of with Kenny Clark, I'm wondering who steps up. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a huge day. If you play daily fantasy, yeah. they got to use start Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is going to be the dude. He's going to yeah. get touches. They're going to throw him the ball because Devontae's out. He's going Tyler to Tyler Irvin too. I I legitimately think that Aaron Jones is going to be Rogers' number one target. Yes, on absolutely. Nobody, yes. nobody on that Falcons defense scares me outside of Grady Jarrett. And Correct, Deion Jones. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, again. Agree, but the the issue here is the offense. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think that the Falcons have probably the most explosive offense that the Packers have seen up until this point, and we have yeah. not seen a confident defense at all so far. Well, we've you, seen the bend don't break. That's back. Right, but that's not necessarily what you want to say about your defense that has studs on pretty much every I level. I agree. Like, well, last, problem- year, last year, I think we forget about this somehow, but last year, I mean, game one, I know it's game one, but Roger said we finally have a defense, and yeah. I feel like yeah. this year that's not the case. The problem has been uh, injuries, though. They were yeah. hampered with injuries right away. Like, Preston Smith 
he's looked bad, but it's because he's had to go into coverage. Like, what was it, like 25% of his snaps? Which you don't want your pass rusher to do. No. But they don't have a choice. They don't have anyone else at linebacker to play. I mean, it just shows how much of a difference maker Kenny is to that front line. Right, and I'm, I'm... You know what's crazy? The Packers could have solved all of this with the 26th pick when they traded up and got Patrick Queen. I will never leave that hill. Unless, well, I mean, unless, you know, Jordan Love's, like, really good, and then it's going to be like, hey, that's my boy, I wanted you, yay. But, <laughs> but Patrick Queen, that's who I thought they were drafting or moving up for. I yeah. didn't want a receiver. Once all of those guys, like, once Brandon Ayuk went in front of us, I was like, okay, I don't want a receiver. We need a impact linebacker for in the middle because you're absolutely going to let Blake Martinez go. You don't want to rely on a seventh rounder in Ty Summers. Oh, God. You have to make a move. And then they waited until the fifth round, and then he got hurt. Right. right. We can keep going back to the draft. because man, I will forever. Um, I'm in. But going back to the Falcons and Packers game, do you think that Julio is going to be playing in this game? No. Uh, if, I, I don't know. He'll be in the same capacity as uh, Probably Devante. as Devontae. But I, I still like the Falcons' weapons. Yeah. More than the Packers and what we're, what we're I mean, going to Calvin see. Calvin Ridley's insane. Calvin Ridley is probably the best wide receiver in football right now, in ah. terms of production. That was that just was a, a squeak in a chair, that right? A chair. That was not an Evan <laughs> fart, but that sounded um, very much like an Evan fart. So I agree with you. Though. So like Calvin is doing what Julio should be doing this year. Uh, correct. Yeah. And and I'm questioning who is going to be the third corner that guards Russell Gage, Chandon Sullivan. Chandon's he's more had of a, a slot good, guy. He's had a good year. He has had a good year, but but my question is 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 there enough talent in that secondary to slow down what the Falcons are going to be bringing? And I don't the, think so. Uh, if all three of their best wide receivers play, I mean, I, just think about it, they'd probably have to run a zone, some form of a zone. I, right. Yeah, I I don't know. They can't go man. Uh, but then you also go to their tight end, Hayden Hurst, who's a solid yeah. tight end, and then. I'm I'm concerned about Todd Gurley. I okay, think Todd Gurley yeah. could yeah. have a big week I, this week. Listen, I'm starting him in my fantasy. He's a thicko running back. The, he's he's probably the the most optimal running back they've faced at this point in terms of schematics of how this is going to work out, especially without Kenny Clark. Because no, week yeah. one, I mean, Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook. Really good. Solid running back. Better yeah. than Todd Gurley. But they had Kenny Clark. If the Packers are without Kenny Clark... Their guy that plugs the hole in the middle and, and fills up the A and B gap and C uh-huh. gap and D gap because he's that talented. It'll be a Kiki Sack Sack. And Ty Summers calling all the plays on defense. Yeah, exactly. Bad, I am very concerned yeah. with the running game as well, on top of the deep shots of all those wide receivers and Matt Ryan, who which we already mentioned. So that's why this, Ooh, this game— Bill said he was a good quarterback, not great quarterback. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, but th- that this is— This is— the toughest opponent the Packers yeah. have played yeah. in terms of how they line up against each other. I'm glad you brought up Gurley because that's that was I was gonna say is that was my biggest matchup concern in this game is their running game versus our running defense. Because man, I mean, <laughs> just imagine Todd Gurley getting a full head of steam, and I can just see that Alvin Kamara play happening again, basically, but instead of a pass, it's just like a you know a 60 yard run or something. Mm-hmm. So let's give our score predictions. What are we thinking? Oh. We'll start with you, Dan. All right. If Devontae plays, the Packers are going to win. Uh, I'm going to say they scored over 35 points in every single game this season, which is incredible. Oh, yeah, they're averaging 40. I think it's going to be yeah. at that level. I'm going to say if if Devontae plays, I'm going to say 35 to 30 Packers. If he does not, 
I'm going to go 31 to 27 Falcons. Sam? If if Devontae plays, I'm going 38-28 Packers. I'm, I'm not, I don't even think I'm going to make a prediction if he doesn't play. It's just MVS, now's the time. Step up or don't. And I don't trust MVS. Yeah, but I'm, you know, it's just like we're down to that point where you got to. He it's, has to. It's now right. or never. It's, it's, it's literally like if, if MVS wants to solidify his spot on this right. roster four years to come, it is this week. It's yep. that, it Dev- is this week. It's that kind of like point in Devontae Adams' career where he became like the. And he stepped up. Guy who people wanted to let right. go. I mean, that- next week heading into the bye, this is going to be the topic of conversation. We're either mm-hmm. going to be saying, yeah. I trust MVS now. He is the number two wide receiver, legitimate. Let's go. Like, he's everything that we all wanted him to be. And once Lazard and Devontae are fully healthy, we're going to have a solid receiving core. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be, we need to find somebody else right. because we, we don't have enough. Be- go back to Uh-oh. the draft and all that. Yeah. Evan, your my prediction. prediction: No matter what, Packers thirty-one twenty-eight. Booking it. Okay. Book it, uh, which I believe means the Falcons are cover cover the spread. But book I'm it. I'm sure it's probably like four and a half, five, something like that. But so book it. You book know, it. You know what else book was booked? It. The Brewers' season a couple days ago. They are out for the count. So now let's talk some off season. We'll be back after this. Noise. And we're back. Uh, so, you know who's not back? If we're talking about back. Who's the, not back? The Brewers. Oh. They uh, got bounced in the playoffs the in two games. Screamed. I think we all kind of expected it to happen. Um, no Corbin Burns. No Devin Williams. The offense has been struggling mightily. And despite Woody's best efforts, it wasn't happening. And despite Orlando Arcia's best efforts, that's my boy. They lost two to nothing in the wild card round to the Dodgers, who go on to play the Padres. Go Padres! Uh, Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> so it now brings us to the off season and yeah. trying to figure out what's the next step for the Brewers. Maybe they should blow up the roster. Uh, get it, TNT? The bumper ended. I, <laughs> I know. So sorry. <laughs> just a real quick note: we don't really want to touch too much on this season because it was. Yeah, they made the playoffs. But and everybody's it, touching on the season. It really wasn't that good of a season. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was one I did, to remember. I didn't, you, know, you guys know how much I love the Brewers. I, something about this year I just couldn't get invested. Well, it's not fun when your MVP bats like 205 for the whole year. Yeah, and then my boy Keston struggled mightily. And then Kane opts out. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I didn't really get super into the season either. Like, I followed it. I tracked it. I watched a couple of games here and there. But I wasn't like... Oh, the Brewers are playing tonight. I have to sit down and watch it. I did that you know? for the first week. Yeah, and me then... too. It was like the first week or two. I think it was just an excitement and a joy for sports being yeah. back. But after that, once we started getting the NBA back, once we started getting football in here, it's just like the overload. Priorities... It kind of got left out. Yeah, your pri- your priorities shift, and baseball was no longer really on the radar for me. Um, but the the offense was not great. We'll touch about that when we're doing our off-season uh, preview, I guess you would say. 
But I we need to talk about the pitching staff. The Brewers have a pitching staff. This might be the best pitching staff they've had in a long, long time. I mean, from the starting pitchers to the bullpen, all the way through, I was impressed. I don't know about you guys. And most yeah. of it's homegrown talent. That's right. The, that's, that's the beautiful thing. Shocking. I mean, say what you want about Hater was traded, but he was a prospect when we got him, so we I'll still take credit for that. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like Devin, Corbin, Brandon. Right. You know, he, Hauser wasn't, no. Hauser was in that yeah, hater was, trade. I'll give trade. him credit. The, I'll give the Bruce credit for that. Here's where I'm, what, what I'm wondering. Like, I trust Burns and Woodruff, both of them at the top. They're going to be a solid one-two punch for the next couple mm-hmm. of years as long as their progression continues and offenses don't figure them out because usually that's what ends up happening. You have a breakout year. That's what year happened to Corbin last and, year. Right. You have a breakout year and then the batters adjust and they know your tendencies and things change and yeah, that that they're both potentially on that level, but we have seen two solid years from Woodruff. And the good news back is, back years. So obviously both, he's not easy to figure out. Both of their stuff is insane. Like Woody's throwing ninety eight with a really really good breaking ball, and then watching Corbin, the cutter that he added this year, yeah, is a game changer. Like the cutter might be better than his slider, which going into this season, For sure. the slider was like the number one pitch right. to right. talk about when you're talking about Corbin. Burns. And <coughs> thank you. Bless you. Um, <laughs> You know what's a good pitch when Pitching Ninja picks it up? Yes. I remember I watched him at bat. He started him off with like, I think it was like a That's 90. That's an account on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, Pitching Ninja. Please, Rob Friedman, please go watch it. And Rob, please like give me a t-shirt or something. I yeah, really and you can follow work. us too, at Dan on the fan, at Sam underscore. Oh, yeah, I guess Schmitz I never did that. Evan Half 25. Hey, I'm Evan Heffelfinger. That's Dan Plucker and Sam Schmitz is here with me as well. Cool. I don't know if I remember we got that to cover. do that or you not. You didn't, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's my first time hosting in a long time. It is, yeah. Um, it's been a minute. It has been a fat minute. But he started off with, I think it was either a slider or like a 98 fastball, like right by him, and then two backdoor cutters to a lefty. Like, how are you going to hit that? A backdoor, like, it started off the plate and then curved right in at the last second Mm -hmm. with nasty movement going 95. How do you hit that? I don't know if you can. So that's the thing is if he can keep his control in check, because that was one of his problems last year too, Mm -hmm. was if he wasn't throwing it right down the middle, he was walking guys. If he can continue to not walk people, we're looking good. That's mm-hmm. two starters. Now, Woody's 27, so you know we won't have him for as long as you would like to have an ace like that. But right. My my question, though, is what happens after those two guys? And that's a great and, question. Because we don't have solidified thing. Here's the thing. We all, both Evan and I, and I think Sam too, we all praised that deal with the Padres, dealing Urias yep. and or dealing Davies and um, Trent Grisham to the Padres for Urias and Eric Lauer. Lauer was horrible, and outside of the first couple of weeks of Urias playing well, he did not have a solid end of the season whatsoever. Meanwhile, in San Diego, Zach Davies is like their— Low-key and like a a Cy Young kind of game. Yeah, he pitched in the game yesterday. He started yesterday's game. two seven ERA. And was 7-4. and yeah. In like twelve and, starts, so and Trent Grisham was their starting center fielder and played really, really so well. So right now it looks like the Padres have won that trade. Oh, yeah, but sure. there's obviously a lot of time left and and many years that could still happen. But it would have been nice to have Zach Davies on the team this year. Absolutely, you're talking three guys that you can trust I mean, in the starting yeah, rotation. I'm I'm the guy I'm most concerned about. Sorry, let me sorry to cut you off, but the guy I'm most concerned about is Josh Lindblom. Oh, I yeah. am. <sighs> 
he had I didn't like that move from the start. Awful season, yeah, yeah, and they're paying him what nine million a year? Yeah. Uh, three, three million. Okay. It was a three-year, nine million dollar. No, oh, that's what it was. Okay, but still, th- just going forward, they're paying this dude. I'm, I'm just a little uh, bit concerned. We were, we weren't. Evan and I were not a fan of that move from right. the announcement. I think you know the best case scenario you can do for him is just to put him in the bullpen next year. Yeah, use him long relief. Use him like a Brent Suter. I've been saying since the beginning he should be a closer. Lindsay? Yeah, his splitter is really good. Yeah. He's uh, good in short spurts. Lin- yeah, he he well, has. We saw it. We saw right. it in the last week of the season when he came in in relief a couple but, of times. Exactly. I mean, his control is just everywhere. The problem is that with him this year was the walks. And yeah, he would have like an outing where he would walk, wouldn't walk anybody. But then, you know, when he was starting, you'd be all of a sudden down two runs before you even get a chance to bat because he lost right. four walks in the first inning or mm-hmm. something like that. So, I I just want to minimize his opportunities next year as much as possible because I'm just not a fan of him. So yeah, I, I, I can see that. You. you know, five. We're gonna have to bring in a new. Three, four, and five. Well, not maybe not a new three. Well, four, five, Anderson's a, a free agent, right? Hauser's still going to be part of this rotation. Yeah, Hauser will be probably uh, fourth or fifth. I like Hauser more as a bullpen arm. I do. I, I've said that since the day he became a starter. But I do. Besides but no. his last couple of starts, he earned it. Yeah. Last year, he earned it. And his first like five starts this year, he earned it. If, but I, if you move Hauser to the bullpen now, you're just you're moving. You can't, you can't have a 12 man bullpen. I know, but you've it, moved Freddie to the bullpen, you've moved. You know, it's, all these guys. It's really going to be a which, fight in that three, four, five spot. I think we, you, they already have two guys that could be in there, which are Hauser and I think, Peralta. I think Freddie should be a starter. I, I, it's going to be borderline. I think he, I think they're going to give him the opportunity to be a starter again next year. Yeah. The and problem I with think Freddie they're going to find another arm to add to the to the rotation in free agency, along with Josh Lindblom competing, and maybe even Brent Suter. And throw in Zach Brown in the minor leagues. Throw in guys like. Um, there are a couple of pretty good uh, guys down there, like Noah Zavalis. Um, there are a couple guys. I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But the Brewers, surprisingly, for the first time in a while, pitching is the best part of their farm system. Yeah. And I don't know. So going back to Freddie, for me, he is a guy that in his first inning, you'll know whether he's good or not. And Usually it's in his first batter too, because if he can control his fastball in the first batter, he's going seven innings, striking out thirteen, and giving up a run on three hits. Like that's the kind of Freddie you're gonna get. But when he doesn't have it, he really does not have it, and he gets hit. And that's why he can't be a starter. I mean, not only that, like his fly ball rate is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to trust a guy like that. I kind of agree with Sam. I think it's more of... If he can turn that fastball into like a really good two-seamer, maybe a cutter, like work with Corbin Burns, see if he can get that cutter. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. He's got to add a pitch. It's the His, fa- his curveball is really good. But he has no control of it. He can't Ex- throw yeah. for a strike. Brutal. So there is the makings of a good pitching staff. The bullpen is set. Yeah. No matter what happens in arbitration, Josh Hader will be here. And I'd like to see them sign him to an extension. Even and though I don't. just the thought, long term, long term, quote unquote, in the next two years yeah. of Devin Williams and Josh Hader in the back of that pen is yeah. so enticing. And you saw good things from now. Justin Topa's twenty nine, so you can't really expect much from him. But Drew Rasmussen came in; he's a, yeah. a legitimate prospect. He can mm. be used in that bullpen. Claudio's still there because it was a two year deal, right? Was I Claudio? believe so. They'll bring Claudio back. He's he's cheap enough. No one's really going to be clamoring for him. You get him for a league minimum he's an deal inning and you eater. keep him going. Inning eater. Yeah. Perfect. He, he's a weird lefty. Yeah. So it works out. So there's at least like 
probably I would say eight Maybe of Yardley staying in, around. Yeah, still. I would hey, I would think Yardley would stay. I think Yardley was the most surprising out of the bullpen. This I mean, yeah, besides, outside like, of besides, well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> but you know, out of those guys that you bring in, like, right. Yardley had a great year. I he think did. David Phelps surprised me the most. Obviously, we traded him, yeah. but I was expecting him to be kind of like what you said with Claudio. He's going to be an inning eater, four ERA, don't expect much from him, and he was But really if we're talking, if, so, I mean, we're talking this great pitcher in Devin Williams. I wonder if in David Stern's eyes that begins to make Josh Hader a little expendable. Yes. Because you have another lights-out arm now in the pen, and you've kind of been playing, you know, swap a setup man for the last couple of years with Hader, whether it be Jeffress or Knable or whoever it be. And we didn't even mm-hmm. talk about yeah, Knable. I was about to say, about we have not mentioned Knable. Um, who, who, who knows really what he's going to end up being. He's he's also another on or off guy. Right. Um, but I, I there's part of me that wonders if now is the right time to try to figure out something with Hader. Like, give Long offer, term or trade? Yes. You offer him something, and if he says no, you yeah. deal him. Winter meetings is going to be really interesting because that's when I think— It's going to be really interesting for all the teams because well, yeah. we're going to see the strangest World Series champion, I think, ever this year. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be the Dodgers. I don't think it's going to be the Yankees. Please give me I the I think A's. it's going oh, to be a really awkward World Series. Baseball is going to hate it because I don't think either of their top markets are going to be in the championship. I'm going to love it. And, Unless it's yeah, Dodgers. The, the fans are going to love it. If I, it's Dodgers-Yankees, I will not watch a yeah, that's, single that, game. Again, that's I agree. But I'm just curious. I'm curious as to see what off-season plans shift. Like the Marlins made the playoffs this year. Are they contending now? Are they going to buy? Like, well, are they looking to add pieces on top of what they already have? Obviously, and, a big thing. Sorry to cut you off. The okay. big thing is money. What is money going right. to look like? Yeah. How much did teams legitimately lose? The, if the Brewers lost money last year, you bet your ass they lost a ton of money this right. year. What is that going to so look like? So I'm not. I'm not saying that they're. They're going to be a couple teams that are desperate thinking like oh we should have been a better team this year we got eliminated early a la the cubs a la all these other teams that lost the reds the The reds right but i think there's a legit possibility that some of these growing teams do make a deal for hater i like the padres the white Sox, the white Sox, both of those teams have such deep farm systems and need a guy at the back of their bullpen and you know what i'm down and and i at this point am ready if if the Brewers decide to move on from Josh Hader and decide to deal him, be, I'm more comfortable with doing that because there is a Devin Williams right behind him. That's, well, and you, you look at the money that a guy like Hader would make. Look at, I mean, how much does Chapman make a year? Like $18, $20 million a something year? Something like that. You're not going to be able to afford him I don't that. think so. Either. You can't sign him to a four-year $75 million deal. You don't have the cap space for it. Well, not cap space, but you know the, what I mean. The the Brewer's cap space. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The cap of $110 million. You don't have the money for it. So I think, in all, all honesty, they should have traded him last year. Maximized on it. After he was back to back, I still think they can get maximum for for him. He struggled this year a bit, and but the the biggest thing is he had controllable like that one extra well, he year. He still of has time. two years left, right? But you would have traded him with three, like that. That alone, that extra year of uh, knowing that a a team like like the White Sox, who they're just starting to come up now, but they're also contending, knowing that you're going to have a guy like that as your regular guys get better and better for the next three years, that's huge for them, right? The thing I, is, you probably would have had to have gotten like an Eloy Jimenez or something in return. Right. And, and I I don't know 
how Nick fans Madrigal are going to take that though. Like if if haters dealt, I don't think it's like, "Oh, we're now in a rebuild again." Like that's not the case. I it, think it's 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 a retool. It's a retool like what we did in 2014-2015. Right. Same we're what we're going to say, sorry. So, the reason I bring up like the meetings and all that is because like I fully believe that if they had a good deal for Hater this season that they would have accepted it, but the fact that I you agree. can't scout these prospects like a normal season and you can't really mm-hmm. de- tell like what assets you're getting in the trade I think that's the only reason why he didn't get moved this year. I don't want to trade him, but if that right deal is there where they're giving up, you know, three top 10 prospects in their organization and stuff like that, yeah, I'd make that. So I think now, I agree. If you can get that deal now, let's mm-hmm. do it because you'd rather be, you know, too early than too late on a reliever. Yeah. I don't want to trade him with half a season left. Right. So I think, right. I think now either this offseason or this next trade deadline is like, if you want to trade Hater, now's the time. If, I think if you're so not too. if you're not going to trade him either this offseason or you know then next you deadline, better commit to signing him. Yeah, right. It, so. it, it, it's coming down to do or die at this point. And like I said, with Devin Williams there, I just have more confidence that he could be a closer. And if not, you oh, still yeah. have the option of Knable and keeping Devin Williams as a setup man as well. But when you're striking out 53 percent of the batters that walk up into that. Box. His changeup may be the nastiest changeup I've seen since Pedro Martinez it's or Johan Santana. We, and uh, Tim and I were talking about in our one of our post game shows, like the, I don't know, last week or something. We were like, I brought it up. I'm not comparing him to Mariano Rivera on any means necessary, but I'm just saying that pitch is almost as dominant as mm-hmm. Mariano's cutter was to him. Yeah, I remember and you what's crazy is Mar- Mariano only threw that 92 mile an hour cutter. Yeah. <laughs> Devin has a 98 mile an hour fastball that he mixes in with his like ridiculous bunny hop changeup. Like, yeah, I I don't know. I, I I'm very comfortable with the bullpen, yeah. and I think that's yeah. like. I feel, well, that's kind of been the constant for the but, Brewers. But this for like, year, it, it it wasn't like to start this year. We were wondering like ah, like we've lost yeah. some pieces. Like what's really still there? I think. Towards the end of the year, I think now we can say, like, yeah. oh, this is a pretty – There pretty, so many new, there are some really nice pieces here. There are so many new pieces. I mean, I agree with you. We didn't know what we had until at the end of the year. But you, there are so many new pieces, and you're trying to figure out what you had in Knable and all that. So, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to cut Corey Knable some slack this year because he too. did come back from Tommy John with no spring mm-hmm. training. He didn't look good, but that was his first live ball in two years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut him some slack. Uh, and if we're talking guys that are on their way out, I think we should move to some positions, yeah. Yeah. some position players. I think Brown is done. I don't. I think he is. I think he we is. we talked to McAlvey yesterday, and he was basically he basically said the same thing. He said like basically Brown was using past tense in a lot of his quotes from the last couple of weeks in his press conferences, saying like uh, when he got a hit in I don't remember what series it was. He's like, ah, funny that my last hit is like. Funny that this one was a bloop single right. when yeah. I've hit so many hard line drives in my, oh, in my yeah, career. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And, yeah. and it was like a ground, like an infield single. He's like, right. that's the way it ends. That's right, if end. that's the way it ends, that's the way it ends. And, and McAlvey was like, fans have a very sentimental relationship with Braun because like he was obviously like the MVP and then lost their favor but then gained it back. And yeah, so, it was the like, full-on like Hollywood redemption. Correct. Arc. And so fans have this very close attachment with him and have for the last – 15 years of him being a brewer. But oh my god, yeah. But now it's but he said that Braun isn't necessarily the same way. Like he's thankful for his time here. He's thankful his time for his time in Milwaukee. He loves the fans. He loves the city. But like he is when he's okay with being done with baseball, he's going to be done with baseball. Right. And he's ready to go be a dad and live in California. Yeah, he's like, got three kids now. Like he's he's just going to chill. 
And and that's what and I think I think that we've reached that point. I mean, he was teetering about whether or not he was going to opt out midway through the season when I, Lorenzo he came was, to the same I mean, thing. He was like the and flip of a coin away. Exactly. And and now I think Dude. that I think that he's just ready to be done. When I think he, he's tired of all of this. When he made those comments at on deck, like Austin and I were there, when he made those comments about yeah, you know, this could be my last season. Like, literally, everyone in the media scrum just did a. Like, did he really yeah. just. Everyone's <laughs> turned their heads. Like, did right. he really just say that? Like, nobody asked him about retirement or anything. So, I mean, my whole thing is like, if he's that limited in a 60 game season. I can't even imagine what it's going to be in 160. I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. giving him no more than like two, a $2 million contract next year if he wants to come back and. Well, and that's you know, the thing is you have got, to pay I, the $4 million I, buyout. At, at that point, like. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing like, it. Like, at that point. It's a locker room guy. It's he, like how the the Heat keep Udonis Haslam around. Guys, I just I just even don't see Christian Yelich was like making like a closing comment. I mean, granted, about Braun, right? They had asked him like, if this is your last game with Braun, but he's like, you know, he made he said everything that makes you think like, okay, maybe he is done. I think he's done. and yeah. I think it's just I'm in denial because Ryan Braun is. I mean, I grew up. I mean, obviously, all of us did yeah. watching Ryan Braun. He came into the baseball mm. into the into the baseball. He came into the majors in 2007. I was 10 years old. Right, and the uh, the proper send off to me would be for whenever we're allowed to all be back in Miller Park right. slash Amfam Field again. Like he'll sign a one day contract, be on the yep. field and left field, and then they'll sub him out. After. I don't think they. I don't think they'd go through the hoops for that. I think they would. They well, that's um, the thing if, is if he no, wants Tim, to. Tim was saying they should have done that uh against the Dodgers the other day. Right. Either put him in left field for the warm-ups and then pull him or like ha- announce his name for an at-bat and then pull him. Yeah, Cuz they right. said he was not available for game 2. Just now, sucks for it to be in a covid year. Against that right. that's the fan sentimental sentimentality like Showing now, here because I want him to have a proper send off as well, but I don't know if he really cares. About this it. is a conversation for another day, uh, and we're all biased. But quick question: Do the Brewers retire his number? No, no. Yes, I don't think so. I, I think they're going to. He holds too many team records, I, and he he turned his reputation around enough to like honestly do with everything that. I've been with, through with Braun. I honestly don't care if they retire his number or not. Like if they retire his number, I'll be like telling my kids like, yeah, he's a really good player, but. Man, let me tell you about the stuff that he did like during his career and all that. Right. I, I don't know. I feel like I understand that. It's and too, he pol- did do some it's bad too polarizing. Stuff, but- and the thing is, the right now, the bar is you're, if you're a Hall of Famer, your your jersey is retired at Miller Park. Yeah. And that's, that's what the bar is. And Ryan Braun's not a Hall of Famer. He would have been if I it think wasn't for getting popped. I would almost rather retire Prince's number than Brawny, to be honest. The thing is, Prince never won an MVP. I get that, but yeah, and now don't get me wrong. I'm Prince just saying, Fielder, like, Brian Braun's number retirement doesn't mean as much to me as you know who Christian Yelich's future number retirement. Yeah. yeah, Prince Fielder is my favorite Brewer of all time because we were both pudgy first basemen, and he came in 2005, so I was eight years old. I watched him my entire formative years, but I don't think. I mean, this, right. this is another. Uh, that's a conversation Topic for another, for another day. day. Right. So let's look forward to the off season. You guys think Braun is gone? I think he's probably gone, but I'm still holding the, out hope that he'll be And back. I think that's also why Garcia had a two-year deal. Yeah. I think yep. that they know that Braun is on his way out. I think that that way it solidifies next year the Yelich-Kane, if Kane plays, and Garcia he'll, he'll in back. right field. Yeah. Yeah, so, we'll, so we'll run through the one-year contracts. Uh, Jed Jerko, I think he's back. I think so, too. Because, I mean, he was your best player this year. I want him back which is third, funny. though. I don't want him. I need a first yes. baseman. Agreed. Correct. Um Speaking of first baseman Dan Vogelbach, nope. I think he'll be back because I think so he, too. he's too controllable well, to not have him back. It's 
is does the DH come back next year? I would imagine I so. If the, if the DH doesn't come back, I don't want him. I because I think next year, I mean, depending on how the next few months go with COVID and everything, I think it's going to look a lot like this year. We'll see. I but I, I think uh, either way, he's back. I think Vogelbach's back. I think they he he performed too well for them not to give him another chance. I and think it's going to be an adjustment. He's not even an arbitration role, yet. He's not even an arbitration. Right. Yet. I think like it's you, a, it's going to be an Justin Smoke esque role where he's going to see at bats against right handed hitters, and they're going to find another first baseman to plug in there yeah. as well. Um, Sogard gone. Like, there's not a chance that they're bringing him back. They're not bringing back they, a two hundred hitter for him fi- Evan, but not for five million dollars. They, they love don't. him though. They're not giving him five million dollars if he takes yeah. a pay cut. Like if they we'll see, and, if I had to choose between uh, Sogard and Jerko, I'd bring back Jerko. Jerko one hundred million bajillion. I'm, I'm interested percent. to see how much development Urias has and if he's willing to play the second base shortstop platoon position. Yeah, because right, like at this yeah. point, he's going to be a platoon, which is again. Not great when you traded Trent Grisham and, and a right. starter for him. That's the problem. They yeah. can't give up on him, unfortunately. Because he's still only 23. He is. Like, yeah, he's really a young can't. dude. He's a young dude. And I mean, he's shown that he can be productive in the majors. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to say it. I think Kira should play first base. I've, I think he's he too should. short, though. I, I don't care. I, I think don't he trust should play first base. I've been, I've, I've been on that train like, uh, for a while. <laughs> I want it to happen, but I just don't think. Second I, base I, is one of the easiest positions I don't to care. play, I think, and he can't do it. I think here first base is so much harder than second. I base. think here should play first base. Urias at second, Arcia at short, and I think that's a pretty solid infield. I love there. the idea, but I don't think Keston like if he was if he was taller, if he was like Mike Mustaka's size as a second baseman. Like yes, but he's like five ten, five eleven. Which to be fair, Prince was you know around. If there's that height, no but... DH, you need to at least try it out. Yeah. You can't. Didn't wasn't Craig asked about that in spring training? And he, and he said, said he no. said Kestum. He's I think he was one of the only people that he ruled out playing first. Yes, he did. He said he did say at one council at one point no, had, did have a quote saying Keston here will not play first. But base. I think was that so you're saying that was before the season because that thought, was that on was deck I think. Yeah, I thought when they let go of smoke that they that, were, they then were, he said yeah right yeah. when they let go of smoke they said that Kira might see some time which oh, I don't think he ever I didn't did. I didn't hear that. Yeah, so there's that. so I don't know I think that so that would make. If they if they cannot re-sign a first baseman, and this first baseman market is pretty solid, we went through it the other day, Evan, both it's, first and it's third. It's not solid. It's, it's, there, there are a couple of nice names in there that wouldn't be the most expensive thing. There's like Asdrubal Cabrera, Eric Thames is in there, Justin Smoke, uh, and a couple other names as well. I'm, I'm pulling Where it, it wouldn't be the right most now. devastating thing in the world to bring in a guy, you know, a couple million dollars. But at some point, I think the jig is up, and you have to just consider moving Hira over to first base. So we can kind of go position by position. Do you think they're going to do anything at catcher? I think they stand no. pat. They give Narvaez another chance. Oh. Pena's back, and Nottingham's the third catcher. No. Agreed. I want I want Nottingham and Pena as my platoon. I agree. I have one million percent agree. But they want the left-handed bat in there. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> there are some decent catchers that are free agents. It's just like, like, basically, I mean, Council wants a right and left-handed bat that could play I at know, every position. I know, but it's just... Because Gamble's a left-handed outfielder, and then... Nottingham's better defensively. I mean, Pena's better defensively than JT Realmuto. Stop. He's a free agent. They're not going to sign Stop. him. He's going to be mean, $30 like, million dollars a year. Yeah, if it were up to me, I know they want the left-handed bat, but I just don't care. We'll run through some first baseman quick. Matt Adams... He's no. he's a Vogelbach type guy. He's a yeah, slugger. Too. He can play the corner outfielders, I think it's be but I don't trust him. Bat if uh, they keep CJ Cron would be one of those guys. Yeah, I think so. He's a, but I he's, like Cron. He's a yeah, he's coming miss. off an injury though. You know who I want? Who I wanted two years ago before he signed with the Twins? 
Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah, I want him. Want him very, very bad. His numbers are very interesting since uh, his departure with Houston. Yes, not very good. Tommy Hmm, LaStella could be interesting. He's doing pretty well for the A's right now. Uh, Jake Lamb, who a team just signed him. I think it was the A's? I don't remember. It was like a few weeks ago. He's another one of those like boomer bust kind of guys. Daniel Murphy, I think, could be interesting. The problem is he has a twelve million dollar mutual mutual option oh. with a six million dollar buyout. Yeah, he's he's buying in of his mutual. Um, uh, hey, guess what? Anthony Rizzo's a free agent. So. Okay, they're not paying Anthony Rizzo. Stop. Bro, give me seven years, one hundred and forty-four million. Give him to me. Uh, it's not gonna happen. No, it's not. But Carlos Santana could be interesting. Yeah, I think you could get him on a lighter he, contract. The, he has a seventeen and a half million club option. With a 500k buyout, so you bet your ass that they're oh, doing dude, that 500k throw, buyout. I would throw all the money at Carlos Santana Give me, this yeah, offseason. Eight million dollars. Give would, him a two, three year deal. Who cares, I, dude? I'd write him a blank check. Dude, like led the had like one of the best on base percentages this year. Like, dude gets yeah, on I'll give base. It to him. Thames is a free agent again. He has a four million dollar mutual. If they're option. keeping Vogelbach, they're not getting left handed bat. You can just skip those. I agree. Uh, do we want to look at second baseman? Not really. No, DJ no. LeMahieu. I want DJ LeMahieu. Well, I wanted him two years happen. ago, but <laughs> that's the thing the is the Yankees are going to pay him. A the bunch Yankees of money. paid twenty four million dollars for two years for him, and when the Brewers didn't do that, I was like, "Are you high? You absolutely could afford that. You just paid. I mean, a year later, you pay Avi Garcia twenty million for two years. You so, could afford that." Now that you mention that, I'll say this is my closing statement for the Brewers offseason: is that the past since Stearns has been hired. They've been doing great in the supplemental talent and trying to get the most out of these guys on minimal mm-hmm. contracts. It's worked, but this season it has not. And I think that's what right. happens. It, they, they, I think this year, the 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 phrase to describe the Brewers' 2020 season is David Stearns and the front office learned their lesson mm-hmm. because you can't. I mean, you can't, you can't go all in. If on you're this gonna philosophy. if you're gonna moneyball, you better moneyball right. And they did yeah. not moneyball. Well, right. no, I think. The problem was is that they had like guys like Moose and Yaz and all these guys, and then they had the cheap contract guys. But my problem is is that they went all in on that philosophy right. and didn't mm-hmm. pay anybody. So you have to you have to bring in one or two guys next year that you might not have been able to afford a couple of years ago. But if you want to get past the first round or second so, round of the playoffs, that's got to happen. Or you're They're dealing probably hater be for older. a bat like that too. Yeah, right. Something like that. You can't third. You can't go. You can't replicate this roster next year. Mm-mm. There Fans are s- aren't going to want it. I'm not going to want it, and it's not going to work. There are some interesting third basemen, as Drupal Cabrera, which he can play first too. He, he can play team, all over the the nah. infield. Thirty five though, Zach Cozart or Cozart, excuse me. Nah, Marwin Gonzalez. He's a utility guy. Obviously, he can play wherever. Josh Harrison could be interesting. He's kind of one of those energy effort guys. Mm-hmm. Um. Jake Lamb, I mentioned him already, sorry. Um, Justin Turner would be an interesting one. I like Justin He's Turner. He's 36, entering free agency for the first time. I don't think the Dodgers let him go, let him walk. It depends on their money, though. Because you know they're going to be in on, I, I don't know, everyone. <laughs> everyone. So, who? I, I don't know. Um, if you're looking for some more bats, like if the DH is around... This is kind of interesting. You could get Nelson Cruz back to end his career. That would be kind of interesting. Uh, uh, I mean, can he play first? Otherwise, probably. Edwin know, Encarnacion, like... Matt Kemp. Uh, 
J.D. Martinez can opt out of his remaining deal, which I think he will because he's been better than the deal. Marcelo Zuna can opt out. That's interesting. And Pablo Sandoval. Do we, do we want to give the Kung Fu Panda no. a chance? The, no. only, the only name that I want out of all those is Carlos Santana. That's it. Chase Anderson, uh, I moved on to the pitchers. I, no, my, stop. We're, we're done with listing out all the free agents. <laughs> my, my head works in weird ways. You could have Mike Fires and Chase Anderson back. That's all I'm saying. No, thanks. You can it's buy either. low on Chris Archer, which I think actually could be an interesting yeah, we'll idea. See. We'll see. Anyway. That's, that's part two of the offseason preview coming to a podcast near you eventually. Uh, but for now, do we have a third topic? The third topic is... Is it the best of? Top best of. But, which is good because I don't want to talk anymore. So we're just gonna we're just gonna move right on to our best clips of the week. And believe me, they're pretty good. You'll find out. It's crazy how my brain works. Like half the time it just doesn't. Oh, I didn't hit that at all. But you know what I did hit? This segue back into the segment. Oh my God! It is Hef, Sam, and Dan You're so on the good. fan on demand. Thank you very much. I know it's because I'm the co-host of the Bart Winkler Morning Show. Take the me one time tonight, that uh, that Ryan leaves two hours early to go take wedding pictures in Illinois. That was that was a fun time. Um, that was yesterday. I hope you watched or well listened. Uh, my family did. I told them about it, oh. which I shouldn't have done. But then they said that I didn't tell them. And that, well, like one of my uncles just turned on the radio and sent our group text. Oh, uh, everything. Um, they had Nick Costos on. You know, or yeah. you know Nick Costos. Yeah. Um, my mom texted me uh, asking if that was a boy or a girl. <laughs> um, how do you how do you get Costos' voice? Because Nick Costos, he he sounds like a more eloquent Rick and Oshkosh. Yeah, he does. No, I agree, but it's like I can even tell. Well, I don't know. But so anyway. I am Evan Heffelfinger. I'm usually the associate producer of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network, um, the guy who does everything for Fantasy Football Weekly except talk because that's Tim Allen's job. Uh, we have the executive producer of Sounds the Wendy's a little bit Big like Show. A shot. No, that's good. <laughs> that's what I want Tim to do. Tim's, Tim is really good at talking. <laughs> executive I'm, producer of the Wendy's Big Show, yeah. and on Monday, the associate producer of the Bill Michaels for Sports one hour. Talk Network for one hour. Yeah, because <laughs> Radio Joe Zanzola is going to play golf at the the Brookfield Country Club. Oh, my God. And he's leaving the Bill Michaels show early, so because, Evan will because switch to the Because he has to do the green and gold overtime oh that night. But then we have producer extraordinaire and soon to be my co-executive producer of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network for an entire week, Let's Sam go! Schmitz. Samuel and then He's after really that excited. after that he will be filling in for me for three days when I take off and I do absolutely nothing Let's except go, sit in my bed Sam. Woo! it is Sam Schmitz otherwise known as the CEO of CEO um the the taste well you can't be the Taysom Hill anymore Taysom Hill kind of really sucks yeah, but I don't so think you can't he's very anymore. enthused with this conversation um, <laughs> what what else can I say um the the band leader of the Bill Michaels Huddle, I guess Mike um, McGivern's assistant. Yeah, the runner, the now. runner of the board for the, the Varsity scoreboard Blitz scoreboard show. show. I was texting uh, Austin and about, all of your Saturday morning shows as well. I was texting Austin about the scoreboard show last night. I'll tell you guys about that off air. Okay. Um, we had some good stuff on the fan the past couple of weeks because we're yeah. back. We're kind of back into our swing of it. You know, it's, we've we've been dealing with some serious stuff, but now we got some weird stuff, including. Um, some speculations, some rumors about Dan Plucker? <laughs> and my sexual life, yes. Uh, Ow! 
yeah, let I don't even know. We weren't even talking about anything. And then out of nowhere. It was like 15 minutes in the show. I yeah, was still doing my yeah. work for Bill's show. <laughs> exactly. And, and out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, Gary, Gary says, says this. This. Hey, Steve, you know what I'm thinking, Leroy? Y'all ain't thought that. I think Floyd's trying to get pregnant. I don't think, no, he ain't ready yeah, for it. He's having think, too yeah, much yeah, fun. Him and his wife having too much fun for a kid. Why, what, now, what would lead you down that crazy road? I think Floyd's trying to get pregnant. I think they're trying to get pregnant. He ain't ready to be no father yet. He ain't saying nothing about it. I think no, he is. He's like a son to me, Gary. How are you going to raise a baby? Did he give you what? Man, Pluck ain't no son. Pluck yeah, wearing I mean, a size 16. Yeah, I heard anything, so. Oh, sure, Pluck. Man, he Pluck wearing a size 16, man. He ain't what you talking about. What? Much as we talk about kids on this show and this, this, and this, he ain't trying to get it. No, man. No, you got to enjoy it. Wait till you get 30 years old, Pluck. Plug, look, I, I like he's 30, don't he? He does, but he really is only like I don't have the money like 20. I'm 30. That's a, <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good one. You got to be a salary hey. guy. That's when you have kids. Yeah, okay. What are you confident, concerned, and curious about for the I'm Packers? I'm to get paid more money. Like I said, guys, that's news to me. So Yeah, if... I was going to say, let's break some news right now. You, uh, I am Shams. You are my source. Okay. Give me the scoop. Um. I am not pregnant. Give it a loop. <laughs> okay. So breaking now, news on so the fan you're brought not you by Pennzoil. You're not pregnant. Gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Me and my wife are not pregnant. Okay. There we go. That so, was, yeah. You got. Okay. Okay. Yet. Right. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yet. When you we, say you, when you say we have no plans of conceiving a child anytime yet. soon. Yet. Yeah. Anytime okay. soon could mean twelve years, twelve days, twelve minutes. Who knows? Indefinitely. <laughs> Oh, so that oh that means four to six weeks because that's what Alan Lazard's going to be I'm just out thinking, for. Poor kid's got to be a Lions fan. Uh, no, taking shots. Yeah, no, your wife will raise him as whatever she wants to do. She's not a sports. Fan, she's the man so. of the house. She's the man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Anyway, yeah, your, li- your wife is very lovely. She's like very I said, nice. Gary is not champs. Uh, he's more like uh, I don't know. Give me a bad NBA reporter who's wrong all the time. Brian uh, Gary Wolfel. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, Boy, like, just bad true. takes Malik across Andrews. the board. <laughs> um, so, Skip Bayless. Yeah, just, just, yeah, that's not happening. Let's move on. Um, so the next so, one. Another bad take. Uh, oh, yeah, another one. Another oh. one on the big show where uh, I ashamedly posted a tweet asking fans, uh, would you rather have Tyler Hero or Chris Middleton We've last talked week? about it off air. I don't want to get into it. We right. don't have to get into it on it's air. It's like one of those tweets where you, you're about to hit send and you're like closing your eyes. Like, yep. Ah. Oh, we're going to get absolutely railed for this. Bucks send. Twitter hates us. And then. Uh, now Packers Twitter does. We got a lot of clout around it. about that. Uh, oh yeah, it happened last night. Uh, yeah. A lot of clout happened around that, and um, here is what one caller called in uh, and said about the Whitnell native Tyler Hero. Go to Brian on the South Side. You're next on the Wendy's Big Show. Oh, thanks guys for taking my call. Sure. I actually have to YouTube uh, his his uh, uh, Tyler Hero because I I never seen him play, so I went to see what kind of a player he is. Uh, I definitely would take him over Chris Middleton, Bledsoe, Paul George. I would even oh. say James Harden. He seems more clutch and more. Oh my God! Yes, yes. And if you watch, if you YouTube, and it, and and he's he hasn't YouTube. been YouTube. No, he has. Yes, YouTube. He's got. There's a lot of footage like of him in in high school. 
he's real consistent, and I would almost be willing to bet he could be as equal to Steph Curry if not better. Oh my God! Yes, uh, yes, Steph Curry's a two-time MVP. He's I mean, he's he's more well-rounded, uh, and I don't know about the three ball, but he's pretty consistent with uh, uh, jump jump shots and definitely with free throw. And he doesn't get seem to get rattled for such uh, someone so young. No, he doesn't get rattled. That I agree yeah, with you 100 percent on. Thanks for the call. No, he he does not get rattled. Uh, so boys, so imagine good. this. A guy looks really good on his YouTube mixtape because it's a YouTube mixtape where they don't include missed shots or the times where he would get rattled or times where, I don't know, he missed shots. Although, to be fair, the one thing that he does have going for him is the mental. Like, he's he played my school, Milwaukee Lutheran, multiple times, and I heard from kids who went there when he was there, they railed him from the audience, like, just screaming at him, like, trying to get in his head, doing anything they can, because they know that he's one of those guys that, like, right. know, will at Special. least in, he'll interact with them. And what does he do? He swishes threes, like, in front of our dude's faces and then stares at it, like, up into the audience. Like, he's just one of those guys. Like, he's a dog, but, like, in the good way. Like, he, he, he's mentally tough. Yeah. Right. No one is stopping him. It's that, it's that Mamba mentality. It's that MJ mentality where it's like, oh, this guy does this slightly thing, like, slight thing that, like, what? I'm not. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let me. Let me. That's. It's a mindset. Did I say his skill was there? But uh, well, you threw that. I mean, the, the mamba, the mamba mentality. What I get, but then you threw MJ. Well, no, it's in just there, like, so no, suddenly. No. So here's that. the thing. I'm not saying he's Michael Jordan. He's no, absolutely not. Here, never, man. ever, but, ever will be. Oh, but it's that Evan, mindset of like. That was almost as bad as this guy saying. That no. Than Did I say he was Michael Jordan? <laughs> no. I said it. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Like you just threw it in so subtly. It's so casually. Oh yeah, you know, like he's not that well, good, but the, he has the Mamba mentality. No, we all we all watched the last dance. Jordan had that fu mindset of if you're in my way, I'm gonna go through you. That's but what Evan, I mean. Evan, there are legit NBA all stars that don't have the Mamba mentality, and you're basing this just off of high school seeing him no, in high school. I'm like just this saying. Dude on I know, YouTube. I know, I know I'm saying mean. mentally, that, like mentally, he is there. Yeah. Mentally, in his head, he is the greatest player of all time. There were so he many- is not. But he he has that mindset. So that's what I'm saying. Okay, he doesn't have he the talent. A, he he has never a bulldog will. Mindset, he man. never will have but the talent. I, Why am I getting I, jumped for this? Because no, 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 no. no. Okay, here's the thing. Was like, your, like your, your I, I would agree. At the high school level, sure, he has the mama mentality. Do you say right now in the NBA that he has the mama mentality? Tyler Hero, um, a rookie. Confident. As it's a rookie. it's confidence. It's uber confidence. confidence. Like he's one of the most confident rookies oh, I've seen. Jesus. Do, okay. Did I say he's Kobe Bryant? No, no. But no, 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 no. there, there are so many NBA All Stars and star players in the NBA that you would not say have the yes, Mamba mentality. Because, because Paul they, George. Yes, because they coast. They coast on what they have. But Murray, it's a mindset. It's a. I would it's say a like, mindset to I would be a say killer. like three players in the NBA right now have the Mamba mentality. And I would put Tyler Hero in the conversation of one of them. <laughs> Oh God! There are so many. There are so many things right. wrong with that, like caller statement, though. I mean, like it was just one thing after I'm not, another. I don't understand why I'm getting attacked for this. I'm not I'm, I'm saying that I'm not I, saying he's Kobe Bryant. I'm not saying he's no, ever going to be. No, I'm I saying know, he has confidence in a like from was, a rookie that from, we have okay. that we have not seen. I'm not saying he is Kobe Bryant. No. I I know that you're not saying that, but I I say I'm saying I think there are three players in the NBA all together right now that have. That has the mama mentality. And I, three players. And Hero is on the way to being one of those. 
The mindset doesn't mean that you're a good player. Right, it means but, you have but, the mindset. Okay, like, but, but Josh I, Smith opinion, had the mama like, mentality. I, I think that the mama mentality Josh, is way. Jay Smooth <laughs> had the mama mentality. So you can Jeez. be bad and okay, have it. No, the thing is, I, my boy B. Easy had the mama mentality. I don't think he had the mama mentality. mentality. I th- I, when I think mama mentality, I think a dude that can completely take over the game of basketball and hit Jays that like nobody else on the planet is hitting. And so when I think mama mentality, I think Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Damian Lillard. Steph Curry. Those are those are the three dudes. I don't even put Steph Curry in the same category because it's a different type of shot. I, like it's not like a Kobe Bryant shot where you put him in the corner on a one-on-one, backing him down, fading away mid-range, splashing it in his face. Like that's the mama mentality, in my uh, opinion. I see it. I see it way differently. I, I just that's think the that's just being a clutch yeah. kind of guy. Like I see it like. Kind of like him, where it, the mom mentality. It's, is just it's a like confidence that. thing. It's it, a, but but if you're it's right, a it's no one's gonna stop me. Right, it's the confidence to be able to make a shot like that as time is expiring, as the and game we saw is that. winding down, as the game is like, ending. We we saw I, that I, multiple I, times from him this what, year. What, what Jamal Murray did. You're the, thinking that we're saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and that's not no. what we're no, saying. I, I know, what, I understand. What, what Jamal Murray did. That's mom yeah, that's mom mentality. I agree. And that's Mitchell had phases in the playoffs as well, but on a consistent basis. I think Tyler Hero did that for like a game. Yeah, he, one he's game, done that sure. a couple but, of games, but, but and in the regular say, season, to he had say his games overall like that. that he has the mama mentality, I think is no. Ludicrous. I'm saying I'm saying he's he's one of those uh, for a rookie yeah, where yeah. he is at in the Mamba scale. If you want to put it on a scale like a flow chart, he's pretty far ahead of where most people are. I at would agree years old. with that agree statement, that. but I wouldn't say that if we're looking across the NBA right now, that you would say that Tyler Hero is in the higher categories of whatever this fluid Mamba mentality situation is. So you're putting too much skill into it. It's a, it's a mindset. It's a I, mentality. I get, I get that there's a mindset to it, but there's also a skill portion of the Mamba mentality, in my See, opinion. See, this is why we should never have Tyler Hero questions on this station. <laughs> I hate ever. him so much, but I like him. Okay, but yeah, sorry. The, so I, I, I appreciate Tyler Hero. I think he's a very talented player. Do I say that he has the Mamba mentality? No. Obviously, you think that he does. I just think that dude for a rookie has just dripping, as a, for a rookie dripping confidence. If, if we're if we're talking he's just rookie players, yeah, he's just pump, he's just pumping. <laughs> if it we out. are talking specifically talented rookie players, yes, I would say Tyler Hero is far and beyond anybody else in that category. Maybe John Morant and Zion kind of close behind. No, no, uh, they don't have that killer mentality. Ja, I think does. Or at least has the potential to. I, maybe not Zion. Maybe that's a little bit. See, but that's but the Zion thing is, is also a very yeah. They have the player. potential, but right. Hero's been showing but, it. right, and that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I said I think Hero is way ahead of everybody else. With those two, is the only two other guys that are maybe in that same realm. I uh, I was about to say something that was probably not Duncan be Robinson. Good, so <laughs> like to have a word no, so kidding. we're just I'm well, just, I'm just gonna move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. My brain's shutting down, and apparently so did Twitter. And uh, <laughs> Barton Ryan did not have a good time with that. I'm going to read some tweets. Let me just go to Twitter and check out what you guys are saying at 105.7 FM, The Fan. Let me uh, open Twitter here and read some tweets. Hmm. Let me me open Twitter here and read some tweets. Interact, please. Twitter. What's wrong? Is is Twitter down? Uh, Let me check. I just used it. Oh my gosh! What's going on here? Is t- Twitter, Twitter can be down. Hold on. Wait, Twitter wait. can be down. Oh my god! T- Twitter, I do. And Twitter's I my whole show prep. I got to tweet out the question. You got we, we don't have a question up. Twitter's my whole. Hold Twitter's on. my whole show prep. 
Wait up. If I if I don't read other people's tweets, I don't have a show. Hold on, let me see. Facebook at least maybe. I just. I need Twitter. Wait, Facebook. I'm trying to get my sports takes from Facebook. Oh my God, Twitter. I'm on Facebook. There's no sports takes. It's all politics. No. And pictures of my aunt's new baby. Uh. I don't care about this kid. Try, try Instagram. Hold on, hold on. Twitter's down. Hold on. Twitter's down. I've, I've prepared for a lot of things in my life. I have not prepared for this. It's the mark of the beast. How do you do a commercial-free hour without being able to read tweets? Help me! Clemens Twitter's is, down! Clemens, Mark, Clemens is coming out at 9.30. How are people going to know? People are going to know if we can't tweet it out. And we're not going to be able to tweet a picture. Uh, no! Twitter! Give me back my social media! I've abandoned my social media. I've abandoned my boy. Oh, my God. Hold on. Twitter. I need the email. My what? email. My email is up. Okay. I got an email. It comes in from Mark. Mark. Okay. Save us, Mark. Give us content. Mark. Hi, Barton Horvat. Love the show. Content. Sorry, the Brewers are so crappy. And apparently, so are you, Bart. After eating a whole pizza during the game, Horvy, I feel bad for you if you're anywhere near the vicinity. Talk Packers. Have some tums. It's me, Mark. Guys, I'm emailing you. I got off social media. Wanted to get a new account today. Did get a new account can't check my tweets. Twitter keeps showing me some stupid circle that moves around in a circle motion. I think that means it must be buffering. Buffering. Ha! I cut the cord. Got Apple TV. Tried to watch ESPN last night, or as you guys call it, the four-letter network, to catch up on my brewers because they were Ryan, not on Ryan, Fox Sports Wisconsin. Ryan, I refreshed it. It was buffering. Ryan! Is it up? It was up for a second. It's back! Twitter's back! Oh. Content! <laughs> oh my god uh, Mark ends with Hey Horvat, you got any plays for the day? Where were you when Twitter was down? Where were you? It says, uh oh, an error has inco- It's back down for me No Oh my god It's gotta be up, we can't do this bit any longer Hold on No, it is down, it's down It's, it's down Alright I'm glad that So the question is <laughs> What's the question? The question is, if Twitter's down, are you able to function and perform a four-hour radio show? Um, Well, yeah, how are people supposed to know when your guests are coming up? They made a really good point. How are people supposed to know what your topic is? It's a good point. Smoke signals, baby. Pigeons. We're going old school. Uh, I'm going to Reddit and Facebook. Well, but they, they even said right there, Facebook is all politics now. Can't do that. Reddit sucks. I, I used Reddit for years and years and years. I've hardly used I Reddit. I can't go on Reddit anymore. It sucks. Go on Twitch. Just go Twitch live. I You know I go on Twitch a lot. <laughs> um, that's a, yeah, that's a thing. What? <laughs> that's Any, a, anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to incriminate myself. Um, incriminate? But, what are you doing? Well, not, 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 no, not a, no, but like, you know, in in a work performance way. Um. What's what's going on? What's here? going on there, Sam? Oh, sorry, sorry, my, uh, oh, I know what he's about to do, and I don't like it. <laughs> oh no! What was that? Oh, <laughs> he's, he's about to LA the warm. What are you doing? So listen, Sam just listen. plugged in a light, and it looks like an investigation light, and shined it right in Evan's face. <laughs> You'll never get me alive, you copper. Yeah. Since this is a podcast, and you can't see what's happening yeah, here. Sorry, that yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's crazy. Bad. Um, it's very obvious that we have all lost our minds. 
I'm officially a dumbass. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, I've been a dumbass for a while. Um, so I guess I'm just going to say, hey, guys, uh, Tim Allen here. Um, <laughs> not just because the way I said, hey, guys, it sounded like when Tim starts his promos by saying, hey, guys. Yeah. I'm a dumbass. Um, yes, guys, you are. wear Let's a mask. Stay safe. We love you. Uh, time for me to go. I'm going to go eat some Chipotle and drink a beer. And, You're going to uh, Chipotle? I was thinking about going to Chipotle. Bro. Carne asada's back, dude. I know. That's why I want to go. That's why I'm going. <laughs> I might, Chipotle. I might, Sponsor us. I, you, just like Nick Gartner. Uh, uh, just like Nick Gartner in the Nick Gartner Studios. And uh, shout out to Anthony Mandela Anthony and Andy Spitzer. And Andy, I miss you, boys. Uh, we I make love $680,000 here as producers. All those good things that we do every episode that we forgot to do this show. It's time for us to go. Wow, you're just stealing my thunder. Uh, don't be dumbasses like us. That's how it goes. Um, but I'm going to go eat some Chipotle. Time for us to go. Welcome back. Time for us to go. Have a go. Your time. Bye.